Welcome to episode two of Paranormal Among Us. I'm your host, Paul Anthony. On today's show, we'll be talking to investigator Angela David. Now, I recorded this interview before I had this channel and the show title, but I thought it was a cool interview, so I wanted to include it on this show. The old channel that I used for the show was, for this interview was called Zanzibar, but that one is being retired right now. Anyway, Angela was nice enough to agree to come on and talk about what she does. Before we get into that interview, please take a second to like and subscribe this channel. That way you won't miss any new episodes. Also, if you happen to have any paranormal stories that you would like to share or know somebody that has a story, please email me at paranormalamongus at gmail.com. And I'll have that on the bottom of the screen here. And I will be more than happy to read any of those stories on future episodes. And we are joined now by Angela David. Angela, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good, good. So how long have you been uh, into the paranormal stuff? I've been interested in it as far back as I can remember, but I've been actively doing investigations for about 15 years. 15 years. And, and you're in the Midwest area around St. Louis, correct? Yes. Okay. Where all have you uh, investigated around here? Well, I've done around here, I've done all, many things in Alton, Illinois. I've done the Limp Mansion, uh, the, the Limp Brewery, but I've uh, also done a lot of things out of town, such as like Waverly Hills Sanitarium, mm -hmm. um, the Villisca X Murder House, just been many places around the country. What, what made you want to do this? Well, it's hard to pinpoint an exact you know, moment when I decided I wanted to do paranormal investigations, but I know when I was, I'm a nurse and I specialize in hospice and a lot of very unusual things happened in hospice. And we talked about it a lot and it, I was also on the night shift. So a lot of weird things happened and it really got me to where I wanted to go out and actively investigate. What kind of things happened to you before you did this? So there are, um, little things you see for example when when you're in a room and they're passing some odd things will sometimes happen like lights will flicker at the moment that they pass away mm. or someone who's been unconscious will wake up to greet their loved one who just flew in from out of town and then pass away like right then or there or wait for the family to leave that's another thing you see like the, if the family's holding vigil at the bedside sometimes they just need to step out in the hall and they'll pass so it lets me know that there's something out there that that person knew what was going on around them despite the fact that they were unconscious based on what we can see um other little things i think the scariest thing that happened to me is i was walking around doing rounds in the middle of the night and i walked past a room who had a resident who was actively dying and the son worked uh Basically, he came, whatever shift he worked, he always came in in the evenings. So I walked past the room and I saw someone standing at the bedside. So I just kind of knocked gently and I walked in, flipped on a little nightlight we had in the room and said, here, you can have some light. And I turned around and there was nobody there. I wow. even called security and asked them to check if the son had just left the room. And they said I was the only person in or out of that room. Wow. Yeah. What, what was it, do you think? Um. We called it the man in the top hat because he always looked like he was wearing a top hat. Um, I didn't really, when I went in the room, I thought the guy looked taller, but I didn't 
really think anything of it until mm-hmm. I walked out and I think said, I think I just saw the man in the top hat. And he always seemed to visit people right before they passed away. That's really bizarre. Did did the man in the top hat, did he have like a long coat? Um, It's hard to say. I can't say because I thought I'd seen him two different times and both times it's, I never really could say I saw the bottom half. Okay. I mean, I kind of digress here because at, at our house here, my wife saw somebody coming up our steps with a, like a, she, she called the old Amish guy with a top hat and long coat. Um, she is very much alive right now too. So that's, that's a good <laughs> thing, but this was uh, several years ago, but that kind of got me interested in it. Um, but anyway, um, so Tell me a little bit about uh, the Lemp Mansion and the Lemp Brewery. I, for those of you who aren't in the St. Louis area, and if you're listening to this, you probably know of the history of the Lemp Mansion. Um, uh, suicides there, um, murders there. What all did you see? So that was, the Lemp Mansion was actually my very first overnight paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. I had actually, I had booked it and I was single at the time, hoping that I could find someone to go with me. And luckily i met the person who is now my husband right before I went. So <laughs> luckily I wasn't there alone, <laughs> but I had gotten the lavender suite. We did the typical ghost tour where you walk around with the lady, the lady talking, telling the stories, but then I, we stayed the night there and I was the scariest thing that happened that night. I was sitting on the bed, just snapping pictures of the room. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, just walked into the bathroom because he was taking pictures as well. And I was had one of those cameras where you can take like 10 shots just simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I saw something on it. And on two of the shots, there was what looked like a lady in a Victorian outfit standing in the uh, doorway to the bathroom after he went in, wow. which was wow. really neat. Yeah. Now, do you have any kind of equipment besides uh, your camera or anything like uh, oh, a yeah. detector or anything? Okay. I didn't back then. Yeah. I pretty much just the camera, but I have got um, like a thermal camera, multiple different types of recording devices, uh, devices that pick up sound. Like people can actually use them for hunting to listen for game in the distance, but I would use that somewhere like Waverly Hills where I'm trying to pick up sound from far away. Um, laser grids, all kinds of stuff that I'd like to play with now. I think most digital cameras, uh, camcorders now come with night vision. I mean, is that? Yes. Okay, that's cool. I think I have and, one that has night vision. Yeah, and I actually have a camera that's only night vision. It's really good, got a really good quality video, but it doesn't mm-hmm. do audio. So if you're going to have it out, you also have to have something recording audio if you want audio. Um, so so that was the Lemp Mansion. Um, I've, I've heard stories about that people spending the night there and hearing them being the only ones in the mansion and hearing footsteps, um, on the floor above them or whatever, or here getting their, um, foot pulled while they're laying in bed or something like that. Um, what about the Lemp Brewery? So the Lemp Brewery was a, um, I didn't get to do a private investigation. I much preferred to do private investigations, but it was one of those group tours and we got to tour around inside the building. It's also a haunted house during Halloween. So you can go in through Halloween, but we got to basically hear the history. I can't say there was anything paranormal that I experienced when I was touring it. Now, when you do like the group 
tours as opposed to the private tours do you get more out of it on the private tours or oh yes when you're on the group tours they always seem to be overbooked so like if you're trying to do paranormal investigation you get people talking you get a lot of people who are kind of like treating it as a game and not not that it it should be fun mm -hmm. but uh, I was at one investigation one time and there was these teenage girls running around yelling here ghosty 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 I was not impressed because <laughs> no. I felt like I spent my money to do an investigation and I knew that there would be other people there, but that was unnecessary. So whenever possible, I book a private investigation. Do you ever worry about getting attach attachments? I did one time. Yeah. Uh, it was an, it's actually a very interesting story. So I have a coworker I work with who's very sensitive. She I have begged and pleaded her to come to an investigation with me. She will not. And I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, she, I was at work and she came to me and said, are you going somewhere this weekend? I said, oh yeah, I'm doing a paranormal investigation. And she says, you, you, you need to be careful. Um, be very careful. There's, I, I see a fireplace and that's all she could really say is I see a fireplace, but you got to be careful. And she actually went home home that day bought me a crystal that was supposed to protect me from evil spirits brought it to me to work the next day and said here wear this i didn't pay too much attention yeah you know, i said oh, okay sure i brought it with me but i ended up not wearing it mm -hmm. and this was in alton illinois it was at the uh, mineral, mineral springs hotel and i was in there walking around and one of the rooms had just a little fireplace again i didn't think much of it we had a lot of stuff happened during that investigation. We had little REM pods that we had lined up in a row and it looked like something was following me. Like if I was walking across the room shortly after that, the lights would all light up as if I was being followed. Ooh. And uh, when I got home, I was cleaning my house. I was home alone, just me and the dogs. And I have in my living room, I have built in bookcase. And on top of it, I have some paranormal books. I have a picture of me and my dad, a little statue of frog, just little knickknacks. And I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard a huge crash and I was feeling weird anyway. And I walked in there and the, this probably five pound statue of a frog, the picture of my dad and some of the books were not, didn't just fall off the shelf. They were thrown down the hallway a good, probably 15 feet. Really? And the shelf was intact, so the shelf didn't fall. I uh, put my dogs in the car and I drove away. <laughs> Get the hell out of I there! My friend and said, "What do I need to do?" And she talked me over the phone how to sage a house. No more issues. Really? So it's as easy as that, just to sage a house. Um, I don't know that it's all necessarily as easy as that. Uh, and I think it also depends on how long you ignore it and how attached you allow it to become before you do something about it. Mm -hmm. The investigation had just happened a couple of days earlier. Um, and I don't think it was necessarily something bad. Otherwise, because I didn't feel in danger. It was just terrified. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind the stuff happening out and about, but I do not want it in my home. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Um so when when you after you go on these investigations what do you do with all the do you put a video together or what how do you put all the stuff together I used to be a whole lot better where I would like create um uh folders on my computer with all the information but lately I've 
been going a lot and just really enjoying the experience and focusing less on getting all the footage because I'm with a group now. So everyone's getting some mm-hmm. because I'm just really enjoying going. I've always been one. I've never felt the need. You know, some people do it to help others get rid mm-hmm. of attachments. Some people do it to prove to the world. I go to prove to myself because mm-hmm. even though I believe something is out there, even the evidence I catch, I'm very doubtful of it. I just I want to find something that convinces me without a shred of doubt that it's paranormal. Were you always a believer or have you, what happened to uh, make you a believer? I've always been very open-minded to the thought. I grew up in a home that was very religious and like Halloween, we weren't really supposed to celebrate it, you know, that type of thing. And that probably would push me in that direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. just kind of rebel from what my parents thought was normal. Um, but I just, the unknown and the things I've seen even in my day-to-day life, there's got to be something else. And I just want to know what it is. I think to me, it's, I mean, what happens when you die? I mean, do you, is there a heaven or a hell or do you, do you linger for a while kind of in, in purgatory or whatever, or, you know, you watch all these shows like Ghost Adventures and stuff, and you, you kind of, as you're watching it, if you're the first time watching it or something, you, you kind of wonder, okay, did something really get thrown or was was it staged somehow? And, you know, you you want to believe it, but then you, I guess you can't really believe it until you see it. Well, I actually have a funny story about that. So um, one thing I always tell people, like when they ask me about the paranormal and they ask about those shows, I always let them know that those are meant for entertainment you know they're fun to watch they're exciting maybe some of the stuff is real but it's entertainment uh when i went to the Velisca axe murder house i wanted to go there because ghost adventures was there and there was a door that according to them they said there was no way they were all they said they were all outside the house there was no way that door could have closed on its own so when i when we arrived there the first thing i went to do was look for that door and I was highly disappointed because what they didn't show you is it's one of those older house where the stairwell is kind of open mm-hmm. and if the stairwell is behind the door. So when you're walking up the steps, if that door is open, all you would have to do is poke your finger through the little grates on the, uh, the railing mm-hmm. and it would slam. So yeah. I was highly disappointed. I can't say, I cannot say that's what they did, but it sure was misleading to say there was no way that that they yeah. had it on camera and there's no way that anyone could have done that. I think I saw that episode too. Yeah. 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 It's, I haven't been on an investigation yet, but it would be, I think it would be pretty cool to, the witness some stuff. Yeah. Maybe not so neat to have an attachment follow you home or, no. or whatever, but <laughs> no. I actually keep sage in my ghost hunting kit and I'll, I'll sage myself before I go home. So you said you're with a group. Yeah, it's uh, we call ourselves Paranormal Activity Researchers of America. That way we can abbreviate it PARA. Um, it's really just a group of friends. We're not doing anything for money. We go and we do our investigations and we invite really anyone who wants to come. Mm-hmm. It's a very open group. We go with other groups. Um, I've been part of groups before who are very, you don't socialize with other paranormal groups and you only go with ours and you don't go on an investigation without permission from the group and i didn't want anything like that yeah i just wanted it to be open like 
you can bring your friends and they can go. And that doesn't mean they're part of the group, but that means that they're more than welcome to go out and investigate with us. As long as you're not here, ghosty, ghosty. <laughs> as long as you're not doing that. And I do mention that. I was like, there, there's no drug drug using at our investigation. There's no drinking and there's no acting immature. You know, we expect you to be safe because a lot of the places we go, there's holes in the floor, or the ceilings mm -hmm. caving in. So you really have to be careful. Although I would think if, if I would go, if something would spook me, I would probably scream like a girl and run the hell out of there. But that's okay. You know, that's... <laughs> It's some, we, we've had our fair share of squeaks and screams and skedaddles, I like to call them, when you just want to get out of a room. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's awesome. Well, Angela, I appreciate you uh, taking the time today to chat with me. Yep, anytime. It certainly does sound like fun. And one of these days, once my knee heals up, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get on one with you guys. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. We go to at least one place every year. One a year. Awesome. Well, cool. <laughs> Well, Angela, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. All right. No problem. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you very much. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. And there you have it. My thanks to Angela David for coming on and chatting with us, with us today about her investigations in and around the St. Louis area. Very interesting stuff for sure. Now, if you or someone you know has a paranormal story that you would like to share, please feel free to drop me an email at paranormalamongus at gmail.com and I'll get in touch with you and hopefully get one of those stories on the air. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. Trust me, I have some pretty awesome things coming down the pipeline. Now, I hope everyone stays safe and I will talk to you on the next Paranormal Among Us.